And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the fantastic drama, The Wild Weeder, an adapted biblical proverb about our words. Once upon a time, in a little city of Tinkerton, there was a lawn care business. That's right, Greta's Gardens LCC. That stands for lawns, leaves, and cement? It does? Best I can figure. This company had many customers. So many, in fact, that the owner felt the need to hire a little bit of help. Hmm, that's a good idea. I can't do all this on my own. I'll place an ad in the newspaper immediately. Hi, I'm Des. I'm here for the interview. That was really fast. You said immediately, so I figured, of course. Sit down, Des. What experience have you had in gardening? Oh, you know, I've helped my grandmother with her flower beds ever since I was little. Uh-huh. I know the basics, you know, like fertilizer, seeds, mowing. Mm-hmm. Sounds good so far. How about passion? Do you have any passion for the work? Well, I guess the most passion I have for gardening is weeding. I love ripping up the plants that don't belong and getting rid of them. I don't know what it is, but I get so much satisfaction in it. It's kind of exciting. Well, you sound like the perfect fit. Here's a t-shirt, the keys to the truck, and... Oh, your first customer. Thanks. <clears throat> Hello? Yes, I have a flower bed that is full of weeds. Would you be able to come to my house and take care of the mess? Weeds? I'll be right there. Des donned her new t-shirt, jumped into the company truck, and arrived at the customer's house. As you can see, it's quite the mess. Don't worry, ma'am. Weed removal is my specialty. Just be careful. I have some very nice plants in here, too. You do know the difference, right? Of course, of course. And so, Des got to work. She joyfully ripped piles of weeds from the ground by the handful, mounting them up in her wheelbarrow. This is so fun. I could pull up plants all day. And as it turns out, she did. At the end of the day, the flower beds looked as good as new. Um, new? You mean, where are all my flowers? All of your, well, you see, I just kind of got carried away and decided to pull up. Well, the flower beds look nice though, right? You've got seven seconds to put my flowers back or I'm calling your boss. Oh, sure, uh, let me, no, that's, oh. Here's one, back it goes. <laughs> good as new. Hmm, well, maybe with a little water. Oops, or sunshine. <laughs> oh boy. The moral is, our words can be fun to use and they even can be useful. But they are also powerful things that must be used with care. It's important to think about how our words might affect others before we say them. If we don't, then we could destroy something valuable, just like a careless gardener in a bed of flowers. And now... From the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the fabulous drama, The VIP, an adapted biblical parable about serving God. Once upon a time in the thriving city of Tinkerton, there was a grand hotel. That's the name of the hotel, don't you know? We're only a three-star hotel, but these days, branding is everything. How's this for a slogan? You'll be sure to have a grand old time, eh, eh? Aha, uh -huh. yeah, we're gonna keep trying. 
One day, the hotel got a phone call. I've got it. <clears throat> Hello, this is the Grand Hotel. Luxury that won't cost you a grand. I'm sorry? We're working on it. How may I be of service? Oh, yes. I'm Lula Livingston. Perhaps you have heard of me. Lula Livingston, you say? Mm, can't say it rings a bell. Of course! Lula Livingston, the world-famous actress, dancer, UN representative, and owner of this hotel. <laughs> to what do we owe this honor? I will be arriving in Tinkertown soon, and I would like to reserve a room. I expect the service to be top-notch. Oh, of course, ma'am. Only the best. Soon, you say? Perfect. Goodbye. So, how soon is soon? She didn't say. But when she gets here, we'll be ready. And so the hotel staff busied themselves with preparations. The valets and bellhops were inspected like soldiers. The lobby was cleaned until it shined, and the room was prepared as if for royalty. After everything was in place, the staff stood watch, waiting for their important guest to arrive. Any second now. Time passed, and the sun began to set. She probably stopped to have dinner. Any second now. More time passed, and the moon rose fully into the sky. The staff continued to peer into the darkness, but still no guest. Are you sure she said soon and not like next year? She said soon. Even more time passed. It got so late that even the crickets decided it was time for bed. <sighs> Good night, everybody. The next day, the staff still kept watch, but still no Miss Livingston. And the day after that? Nope. The day after? Not yet. This is ridiculous. Something must have happened. She's not coming. That's what it looks like. Well, I'll tell the bellhops they can- It's her! Yes, it's me. Where are the valets? I was expecting them to be ready to take my car. Uh, I'll go find them. Hmm, sloppy. I do hope my stay isn't all as disheveled as this. I did tell you I was coming, didn't I? The moral is that when it comes to living for God, we need to be prepared. It's easy to be distracted or wonder if he will ever want to use us. But what we need to remember is our chance could be right around the corner. And if he showed up with a job for us to do right now, would we be ready? And now, from the study of Fiona Walton, comes the exciting drama, The Lost Dog. Wait, your last name is Walton? Shh, don't interrupt. An adapted biblical parable about God's grace. Once upon a time, there was a dog that liked to play in the woods behind his owner's house. Let me out, let me out, I wanna play. <laughs> All right, boy, go have fun. Just stay away from the drainage ditch. It's been really rainy lately. The dog ran and frolicked as he usually did. Chasing squirrels. Hey, come back, I wanna chew on you. Sniffing out new smells. I wonder what that is. And otherwise having a jolly time. After a while, he came to the drainage ditch that his owner had warned him about. The water didn't look too fast and the dog had crossed this stream before without difficulty. I'll just swim really fast. Shouldn't be a problem. And so into the stream he plunged. Ooh, cold, ha, ooh, 
It's fine. I can... Wait. Uh-oh. Already the dog could tell he was in trouble. The water was pulling him downstream a lot faster than he had ever been pulled before, and the familiar banks of the drainage ditch had been replaced by rocks and brambles. Meanwhile, at home... Dinner time! Here, boy! You're gonna make me come find you, aren't you? Yep. All right, ready or not, here I come. And so, donning her Wellingtons, she set out to find her lost dog. Wellingtons? Rubber boots. Got it. Meanwhile, the dog was getting tired. The water was getting deeper and faster, and it was all he could do to keep his head above the water. Finally, he was able to catch hold onto a branch with his teeth, and he stopped. Help! It seemed all was lost. He was surrounded by thorn bushes, rocks, and the powerful roaring water. But just when he was about to let go, who should come out from the thicket but his owner? <gasps> there you are! Hold on, buddy. I'll get you out. It took some doing, but after what seemed like an eternity, the dog was in his owner's arms as she carried him home. Come on, boy. Let's get you dried off, warmed up, and fed. It looks like you've had quite a day. The moral is, when we are told by God to do something, or in this case, not to do something, it's because he loves us and wants the best for us. We don't always get it right, and this can land us into big trouble. But thankfully, God doesn't leave it there. He leaves everything behind and goes to bring us back to him, just like a good owner looking for her silly dog. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the fantastic drama, The Train, an adapted biblical teaching about blessings. Once upon a time in the Old West, there was a railroad line, and on this railroad line lived a shiny black engine. All aboard, I can take you over the mountains, I'll take you through the valleys, I'll take you across the river, I can take you anywhere. At least, I think I can. One day, Engineer Mike spoke with the shiny black engine about a job they had been given. Well, shiny black engine, looks like we've got a freight train to pull across the state. It's going to be a long journey, but the rewards are fantastic. What do you say? Um, okay. I've never carried freight cars. I'm more of a passenger train, you know. But if that's the job, I can do it. At least, I think I can. And with that, the shiny black engine coupled up with the freight cars and started on the journey. But it wasn't easy. The cars were really heavy, and there was a lot of them. What's in all these? Steel, mostly. There's a lot of wood back there, too. The shiny black engine puffed up mountains, down valleys and across rivers. But the weight of all those cars was exhausting. I don't think I can make it. That's all right, buddy. We're here. We're where? There's nothing. No houses or stores or not even a station or... Where are the tracks? That's where we come in. It's all in the back. You'll find everything you need there. You heard him, boys. Let's build a railroad. The workers unloaded all of the steel rails, wooden railroad ties, and boxes of spikes from the cars and started laying tracks. I've been working on the railroad all the live long day, everybody now. It 
wasn't long before the new track had been laid, and trains could now deliver important things like food, goods, and passengers to the next town over. And it's all thanks to the shiny black engine. Ah, oh, thanks. I think we had something to do with it too, you know. Oh, right, of course. The moral is, sometimes we don't realize that things we struggle with today can help us do amazing things in the future. At the present, they might seem to be nothing but a roadblock, making it harder to do what we need to do. But in reality, God can be using these challenges to bring us closer to Him and to empower us to live happy lives and to help others who are struggling.